I leaned towards a tree and asked, If our entire world exists in a finite environment, can our economy grow infinitely? The tree rustled, stirred, and said nothing. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. From dogs getting sprayed to driving through the smelly miasma resulting from its roadkill, everyone has a skunk story. They are the most iconic local species that we smell more than we see. Given that skunks are nocturnal, this isn't too surprising for the diurnal among us. We're unlikely to encounter them since we're most active when they're not. But their seasonal patterns do make them more likely to encounter at some times more than others. On those last warm fall days, I expect to see more of them on the move, or as roadkill, from seeking the last fattening morsels of food before winter. On unexpectedly warm winter evenings, when the temperatures nudge above freezing and fog licks the snowpack, I almost always expect to catch a whiff of these shuffling black-and-white mammals roused from their slumber by the warmer temperatures that might allow for a mid-season snack. But in February and March, we are poised at another season for skunks, their mating season. There are four skunk species native to North America, the spotted, hog-nosed, hooded, and, the only one we have in Maine, the striped skunk. These mostly black striped skunks have a thin white stripe down the center of their faces and a white cap that splits into two thick white stripes running along either side of their backbones. Their long tails that are one part fluffy and two parts shaggy sport an almost even mix of black and white fur. This bold black and white coloring serves as a warning to would-be predators who will regret a close approach that results in a stinking spray ranging 10 feet. While previously grouped in the Mustelidae, or weasel family, skunks are now more accurately grouped in the Mephitidae, along with stink badgers. It can be hard to believe that such a short, bumbling creature with poor vision could survive our harsh winters without being true hibernators, but skunks manage it quite nicely. When we see them on the move in the fall, they are focused on eating as much as they can so they can build up a thick layer of fat to rely on come winter. During the coldest times, skunks will go into torpor, where they metabolize those fat reserves quite slowly and their body temperature can decrease by 20 degrees. Sometimes they'll spend the dormant time in dens with other skunks, benefiting from the warmth and insulation of each other. But if the temperatures rise and food is accessible, they will rouse themselves in the middle of winter to try to maintain those energy reserves. While February and March may still seem like the depths of winter, depending on the year, and the idea of staying dormant and snuggled down may seem like the preferable option, the long-term survival of the species drives skunks from their slumber. Males are seeking multiple females to mate with now, though females will mate only once per season and deliver six kits in mid to late spring. Given that skunks may lose 30% of their body weight over the course of the winter, and breeding towards the end of the winter uses even more energy reserves, They will seek any food they can get as soon as the weather and conditions allow for it. Skunks are one of those creatures that people so often like to dislike due to their smell, their ability to carry rabies, and their penchant for snuggling down under the porch, but they are one of my favorite animals. Adapted to keep unwanted visitors away while still being able to waddle along sniffing out delightful morsels of food seemingly without a care in the world, These animals are great role models for living in the present moment. I once saw a skunk flop into the ocean where it proceeded to swim to the other side of the bay. 
Was there better food over there, or did it simply enjoy the feeling of the cool water? The next time you're outside, you could waddle along on all fours like a skunk and see what you discover. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology.